Okay, queen. And yes, I mean queen. Did you know that in chess, the most powerful piece that each player has is the queen? Is defined as the girl who's very important or successful at something. One who inherits the position by right of birth. I think it's crazy how all of these things are describing you. Just replace your name with queen in each of those statements and you'll see what I'm talking about. You defy the odds of what everyone thinks about you just by waking up every morning. To endure the things you've gone through and still go through is something to be proud of. But if I'm being honest, sometimes wearing the crown is exhausting. And that's okay. I'm here to unpack with you. So let's talk about it. What's going on, Queen Crew? I hope you guys are doing amazing. (laughs) I wanted to start off by saying that so that we could say the next thing together. Are you ready? Okay. (laughs) Story time. (laughs) This one is a heavy one. Some crazy thing happened once, and I have to explain it, okay? I've been holding it in for so long, and I finally get an opportunity to get it off my chest. So that's exactly what I'm going to (laughs) do. Let's start from the beginning. So, in middle school, I had a squad, just like everyone else. People talked to who they talked to, and that was that. You stuck with your clique. In my particular clique, though, there was always some drama going on. There was always something. And I was really cool with one person. This one girl, she was the first person I ever met when I got into the school in sixth grade. So it was close since the beginning. Everyone else kind of came after that, but me and her were kind of like the starters. (laughs) Well, in eighth grade, one of the girls in the clique, it was about to be her birthday, so she wanted to go out. And listen, okay, I had strict parents, so going out with friends, (laughs) big no. But for some reason, I don't know how, my parents allowed me to go out with her. Isn't that crazy? And I'd never been out before, so this was new to me. She had been talking for the last, like, three months about how she has some new boyfriend that she just loves so much, and he's so amazing, and he's so great, and he's going to be at the party with us. (laughs) So that's what we're all expecting. We decided that we were going to go to the movies, then we was going to go out to eat, and then for somehow, I don't know how, she booked the hotel room, and we was going to chill there. They were going to spend the night. I was not going to spend the night. My parents was not going to let me spend the night. So, But they was going to, you know, spend the night at the hotel room. So we get there. We went to the movies. Um, we're all waiting for each other. Everyone gets there. We're all rattling up together. We meet up at the spot, and then she's like, hey, guys, this is my boyfriend, you know, like the big reveal. And instantly, as soon as she introduced him, something was just off, like immediately. Like I just felt it. Like mm, his vibe was weird. He was just like, mm-mm. <laughs> He literally went around the circle like, hi, hey, hey. And then when he got to me, he gave me a hug. And I let it slide, okay? I let it slide because people always want to make it seem like you're paranoid. It's not that big of a deal. So I let it slide. I was like, fine, whatever. Just leave it alone. When we got inside the movie, he wanted to sit next to me. Okay, cool. Like, hmm, this is weird, but okay. The whole time throughout the movie, he kept trying to, like, talk to me. But in reality, he wasn't talking. He was whispering in my ear 
the whole time. And he kept on trying to like find slick ways to hold my hand. It, this all sounds wrong. Yes, I agree with you. It's wrong because he has a girlfriend. It is wrong. But I wasn't playing along with him. I was pushing him away. When he would speak in my ear, I'd kind of be like, yo, like, what is wrong with you? I would move my hand. I even tried to talk to other people like, do you want to switch seats with me or whatever? Nothing was working. But it's not like I didn't play my part. Okay, I, I was not going along with it. And this boy really wanted to give me his jacket and all this extra stuff like, sir, you have a girlfriend and she's literally sitting right next to you. Like, what are you doing? But whatever. When the movie was over, we were trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do next? What are we going to eat? Where are we going to go? All that stuff. So we decided that we were going to go to... Um, we were going to go to get some ice cream because there was like an ice cream parlor. Um, so we we're going to get some ice cream and then we we're going to go to the hotel room and we we're going to order the pizza there. And when we went to the ice cream, he offered to pay for my ice cream. And then he was like, oh, I'll cover, I'll cover the tab for your pizza. And I said no, of course. And when I said no, it seemed like that just heated. It's like there was something went off. It's like I could see his face turning red. Like, what? This girl just told me no to pay for her type stuff? Yeah. Well, it this gets more interesting. <laughs> so we were at the hotel, and we were talking, and we were having a good time. And... You know, people change into their pajamas, and we were playing music, and it was just like, you know, a signature girl party. Why he was the only boy there? I don't know why they didn't raise questions, but okay. But everyone was having a good time except for me. We were at the hotel, and I just could not relax. I couldn't vibe, because I just felt super uncomfortable. It felt like everything I was doing was being watched, because from the bed... Her boyfriend was literally staring at me. Like, I was looking at him, looking at me, looking at him. Like, it all just creeped me out. <sighs> okay, well, <laughs> I guess something happened when I ordered the pizza because it had been a while, okay? It had been so long, and it still wasn't there. It was literally downstairs, so why was it taking so long? I don't understand. So I guess, you know, they decided to go back to the place and see what the mix-up was. We'll just pick up the pizza, bring it upstairs. No big deal. But it was someone's bright idea to leave me up there alone. Like, I was using the bathroom. I was in the bathroom, and all I heard was the door slam. And when I came out, it was empty. And it was just me and her boyfriend in the hotel room alone. I asked him where they were, like, where did they go, like, what's going on? And he said that there was some mix-up with the food and all that stuff. He got me up to date. So I was like, okay, no biggie. I'm just going to go catch up with them. And I go to the door, and he comes, and he slams the door. And I'm just going to say that this is where the camera started rolling for the prank show or something, because things just really started to go crazy. Like, he ran and slammed the door and just stood there so I wouldn't leave. And then he pulled me by my waist to go to him, and he started to, like, sauce me in my ear. Like, he was whispering nasty things to me. And I pushed him off, and I was trying to breathe and calm down, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, 
this isn't really happening to me. Like, what's the best thing for me to do right now that I can actually get done without, you know, something crazy going down? My heart was beating, and I'm not gonna lie, okay? I was, I was scared, I was super scared. And for some reason, in the midst of the silence between me walking away from him and him waiting to see what I was gonna do next, the first thing I asked was, how old are you? Don't ask me why, <laughs> okay? It just came out. And this boy actually told me that he was 25 years old. Would you guys believe me if I told you I started laughing? <laughs> Yes, I honestly thought, like, okay, this is a setup, okay? This has to be a setup. I honestly thought I was being set up. Like, for one, I was actually watching a whole lot of pranking shows and videos at the time, and this whole situation just seemed perfect for that. <laughs> but two, I don't really remember how old I was in middle school, but I'm pretty sure it was anywhere between 13 and 15. So why on earth? is this 13 to 15-year-old dating a 25-year-old man? And why isn't anyone asking anything about it? Because he definitely could not pass for a teenager. <laughs> like, what the heck? And I guess he could see my emotions. Like, he could see the reaction that I got from him answering that question. So he started to sauce me. Like, he started to tell me, oh, you're so pretty. You're so this. You're so that. He was telling me all this stuff. He was telling me a bunch of things he wanted to do to me that I've never heard before in my innocent mind. And then he had the nerve to grab my butt and try to kiss me. What the heck is wrong with this guy? So my first instinct was to slap him. But <laughs> I felt like my feet were glued to the floor. And it felt like I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't move at all. So the second thing that came to my mind was to run. So I ran. I mustered up the strength and I ran to the door. But he ran as well. <laughs> and he slammed it again. But this time, he was way more bold. He immediately slammed the door, came to me, started whispering in my ear, kissing my neck, touching me inappropriately. And I just felt so dirty. You know, I felt like I was stuck in one place, like everything was glued, like I was chained up or something. And then all of a sudden I felt this tear hit my chest. I didn't even realize that I was silently crying. I could just feel this heat on me and my my heart was beating fast and my mind was racing like, what do I do, what do I do? And all of a sudden, I just heard run, like really loud. Like it was the only thing that, that made sense right now. Run, run. My mind was like, run out of the situation. So I mustered up all the strength I had left. I just, I just was like, okay, hold up. What can I do right now? And I need him. <laughs> I need him right in between his legs. And then I ran. I ran down the hall into the staircase, I ran through the lobby, I ran into the street, and I cried. And I cried, and I cried some more. I was crying because I didn't know what the hell just happened. I cried because I was scared, and I was crying because I felt so liberated for some reason. It's like me running away was the best feeling I had. And I was just crying and crying until I heard some familiar voices. And they was talking and they was laughing. And then I realized it was the girls who left me. And can you believe that when I caught up to them, 
this girl's, the girl, the one whose boyfriend is upstairs, had the nerve to try to make me feel bad for leaving him in the room alone. And I was so annoyed and bothered by what she was saying and so stuck in the, what just went on that I didn't even respond to what she was saying. And I was like, I have to go home right now. I need to go home right now. And after a whole lot of debating and going back and forth, she finally gave me her phone so I could call my mom. And I called my mom and I was like, I need you to pick me up now. Like, I'm ready to go home now. The party's over. Please pick me up. And the next time I seen this girl, she came up to me and she was upset. Like, she came up to me, all the attitude in the world, all the anger in the world, all the hurt and betrayal in her voice. And she had the nerve to tell me that her boyfriend told her everything that happened. She's like, he told me everything that happened. You're so fake. You're a hoe. You're this. You're that. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And apparently, her boyfriend told her that I was trying to hit on him. And she actually believed this story. And the whole mess that I seen on, on TV and movies where it's like the boyfriend was the one who was in the wrong, but the girlfriend, of course, is going to believe the boyfriend, was all unfolding in my face. She was actually telling me that I was hitting on him when in reality, this guy was just about to rape me. This whole thing just happened to me. But of course, you know, guys feel bad when you reject them or they're trying to pull a move and you make them feel face dirty, I guess. And so he turned the whole story on me. And the worst thing about it was she started telling other people. It's not like she left it between her or our clique. She went around and told the whole entire school about what was going on. And of course, they believed her. And everyone started talking bad about me and coming up to me and, and telling me and calling me all these names. And it was just, it was bad. And I went to the only person I could talk to, my only friend, the girl I was with since the beginning. And I was talking to her and I told her the story from my perspective. And, you know, I was crying and I was pouring out to her and telling her how I felt and everything. And at the end of the story, she looked at me and she said, I'm sorry, but I just don't believe you. And I had no one to talk to. And I was alone. And I was being accused of something I didn't even do. And this whole entire situation, it was just tragic. I don't know if it's just me, but I definitely think I have a trust problem. Like people will come up to me and say, I love you. They say it all the time. And in the back of my mind, I'll just say, no, you don't. If you knew this, then you would leave. If you found out that, then you would never talk to me again. You barely know me. We rarely talk. How could you say that you love me? But all that comes out of my mouth is, I love you more. Before it was a dormant thing, just something kind of like in the back of my mind. But now it's loud. It's so loud that it feels like someone is yelling these things in my head every single time someone says anything even close to I love you. I have to admit something, and it's taken me a long time to get here and actually say this out loud. I have a doubt problem. I don't trust that people have pure intentions. 
I don't trust the things that people say to me, especially when it has to do with love or liking me or wanting to be around me. A lot of the time, I actually feel like people are out to get me. And I feel like no one truly loves me for just being me. I was feeling this heaviness in my heart a few days ago that I couldn't really put a finger on. It was making me sad and anxious and standoffish. So much so to the point where I woke up around like 4 a.m. and was led to a random verse, the most random thing that happened. I woke up and instantly my mind was like, go here. And if you want to read it too, it's going to be in Mark 9. Basically, there was a boy who was possessed and his father was afraid and wanted Jesus to heal him. He first brought his son to the disciples and then he couldn't, they didn't do anything about it. So he brought them to Jesus. Jesus goes on and on saying how they have a problem with believing. Then the father starts to plead with Jesus and heal his son, which leads me to verse 23. So Mark 9, 23. And it says, if you can, said Jesus, anything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And it's that one part that when I read it, I cried. I actually broke down and cried and cried and cried my heart out. My heart was hurting. I related with the father so heavily. I do believe. But when I don't believe, can you just help me overcome it? Can you meet me there? It's like I could feel his heart in the moment. I do believe, but my heart is having a hard time matching my words. I'm trying, but it's not working. What do I have to do to get this belief you speak of? To have doubt is to question the truth, to lack confidence in something. I doubt almost every area in my life. There's nothing I have confidence in. Not the relationships in my life, not my intelligence, not my voice, not people's words, sometimes not even my religion, because I don't know what I believe in. I just kept on questioning if I actually believe. And I may say a bunch of things, but do I truly believe in my heart? For some reason, I was bought back to the moment in the hotel room. There was a strange thing that happened to me a little bit after everyone was listening to the story and believing the story that the girl was saying instead of mine. I started to believe it too. I was like, maybe I did something to make him feel like I was available. Maybe I wore something that made him think what he did was okay. Maybe I didn't do enough to make him believe that what he was doing wasn't okay to me. I believed that it was all my fault. Then when the truth came out and, and everyone heard the actual side of the story and the girl came to apologize to me and everyone was like, oh no, and they all felt bad, I was confused. And I couldn't decipher what was real and what was not, what was my story, what was his story, it all just was confusing and it merged together and I stopped believing what was actually true and what actually happened. 
And then I stopped believing altogether. And in my mind, in every situation from that point on, things just got shaky. My unbelief was formed in the midst of a traumatic situation. And I never came to terms with it. If you're like me, you're probably realizing that if you have a problem believing things that you see and you don't see and things that should be true, then it's probably from a traumatic experience. This is for you. Here's what I suggest you do. Try to go back and find that situation where it all started and think about it. Think about everything that happened. Allowed whatever emotions to come out, if it's anger, if it's hurt, if it's whatever it is, allow those emotions to come out. Live through that situation because I don't believe that you did. I don't believe you did in the first place. Let those emotions flow through you and then look at yourself and tell yourself, it wasn't your fault. It's not your fault. What happened, happened, and it's okay. But that's not your fault. Just like me, I know you want to believe. You're trying your hardest, but you just can't. So step one in this long journey is realizing that it's not your fault. Love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hey Queens. I want to know how it made you feel. And be honest. Or maybe you want to ask me a question or leave a topic for me to talk about. I want it all. And I'm here for you. So hit me up. I want you to remember this. Wearing the crown does get heavy. But stand strong with your head up high and do it with confidence. There's purpose in your pain. And I'm so proud of you for moving forward. I love you. Until next time, 